Hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of the Schnozcast. I will be your host tonight, for the meantime at least. Nick. Oh, yeah. Joined here with uh, my co oh. <laughs> I put Bob's name up. Oh, Damn oh. it, force of habit. I know, I look just like him. With my co-host, uh, Mr. Todd Dillon, Mr. Corey Slusky. Bob is on special assignment, being our man in the streets, getting all the technical and IT things uh, knocked right out of the park. So he may or may not be joining us at some point tonight. If you're new to listening to the Schnozcast and you want to find us uh, out there on the World Wide Web, you can, let's see, where can you find us, Corey? Where can you find us? Yeah. Nick, anywhere you listen to any of your streaming services. Yeah. So like Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, YouTube, Google Play Store, Mixcloud, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Absolutely any fucking where. And if you could do us a favor, uh, head over to YouTube. Um, one day, probably in the next 45 years, uh, we're hoping to get some sort of Staples commercial or something to be monetized. Um, and we can't do that unless you subscribe to our YouTube page because apparently that's where the big bucks are. So if you haven't, indeed, subscribe to our YouTube. Check us out on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, and YouTube. Go ahead, give us a follow on Facebook. Uh, make sure to turn that little uh, little bell notification thing on to tell you when we are going live. We don't necessarily have a set schedule, which I've heard is a problem. Um, and we're going to fix it, right? We're going to fix it. Um, but you know what? Even if we don't fix it because we're a bunch of idiots, put that notification on so you know any time. The second we go live. That we are going We live. don't need a schedule. Any time. It'll just tell you. It's just like a, a little Bob Rankin in your pocket. Saying, hey, here's the Schnozcast. Come watch us. I've often thought about a little Bob Rankin in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Every- yeah I, might, I, might, I might pick an earlier tea time, though, if I knew when the cast was going to start. You know, Todd, it's not all about you, sweetheart. <laughs> Some of us don't uh, necessarily need a reenactment of Dirty Dancing at 530 in their kitchen every single week. But, every uh, week? You know, this is uh, the cross we have to bear sometimes. So. <laughs> Part of having one of the most popular shows on the internet. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. At least in this neighborhood. Um, And if you'd like to get a hold of us on the most popular show on the internet, Mm -hmm. you can email us at theschnozcast at gmail.com. Is it the schnozcast? Nope. Just schnozcast. (laughs) Not so easy, is it? (laughs) Just schnozcast at gmail.com. It's on the screen. You can read it. All right. Or two Z's. Yep. Yes. Two Z's. S-C-H-N-O-Z-Z-C-A-S-T, or you can get in touch with us. Where, Corey? At 618. Where's the voice, buddy? Shocker. Shocker. There we go. 618 Shocker. Text and call anytime. (laughs) The Shocker line, always open and ready to take your comments, questions, queries, gripes, or bitches. Speaking of the Shocker line, uh, we had uh, hot off the press earlier. I believe it was... um, Either earlier today or last night, it's all a blur. Um, so, shocker line uh, uh, message came through. Uh, names will not be said to protect the innocent, uh, but this to protect. Yep, prosecco. <laughs> first, delicious. Uh, first, first word mispronunciation. We need a bucket. Yeah, bucket. Quarter so, every time. It says here, dude. Listen, I am the man behind the curtain. Hey, no. Right now, pulling levers and spinning dials and reading from my phone and trying to. Uh, trying to share our link and read a text from the Shocker line. I can't do it all, Corey. I can't so, do it all. So here's what we do. 
since there's just the three of us here right now. You can make just it if we try. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like if we were to take a poll, mm-hmm. Bob is probably the one that mispronounces the most. You think so? Because he talks the most. True. True. <laughs> true. But we need to use that in our favor right now, and we do need to make that bucket. And we can say the three of us decided that anytime someone mispronounces a word, yeah. you have to put a quarter in. I mean, it is a democracy on the Schnauzcast. So. <laughs> Get them all out now while there's no bucket. Democracy. Democracy. Um, so if, if the, three of us Latin. Come, the, the, the three of us come up with it, it's law, baby. It is law. <laughs> So let's get it out of our system right now. I couldn't agree more. Word. While there's no... Uh, Instead uh, old, of a swear jar, it's a mince-pronounced jar. While there's no uh, rusty old killer robots in the room. Killer robots. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't say that you could find us on YouTubes. Not the YouTubes. <laughs> Next to my cousin's place. <laughs> Dude, I still... It's so been, many cousins. Going on eight years, and I still can't get used to that. There are so many fucking cousins. You know what's actually crazy? My boss at work pronounces that the exact same. She pronounces it cousins as well. And I, the second I heard it, I almost punched her in the face. Is she one of Danielle's? She might as well be. <laughs> Cousin? It's like, Cousins? It's like val- Valentine's. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my God. There, there are some that I just... Um, People saying that they're going to be Pacific, like mm. <laughs> supposedly taking it for granted. Mm. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, no names, but I will say that a very close family member of mine actually pronounces cray- crayons with an with an M. Crayons. <laughs> oh, that's a bad one. It's an, and it, yeah, it's horrible. Crayons. Crayons. That's a whole Hor- new level. Horrible. Yeah, I know. The, you know, the one that always gets me. Catch a fam. <laughs> Todd's old made of words. The, when people say the ATM machine. Oh, so you need to find yeah. the automated teller machine machine? Yep. Hate that. I hate um, pluralizing anything. Don't roll your eyes, Todd. I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm the only one that can see you. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I, was, I only say that because people do that with all manner of things. They, I, they, we call it. We call it the thing where one of the the letters in the acronym is that thing. That that that's more no, common than I I know for some reason though it if it's only when people say the ATM machine that really gets me. Like I I know there's plenty other ones that don't bother me anywhere near as much, but for some reason the, the ATM machine always gets me. Dude, the the pluralizing of a place just because it's a store. Myers? Kroger's? <laughs> you going to Myers? Like, no, dude, it's just Meyer. It's Henrik Meyer was the man. Meyer. It's because Sears screwed everybody up. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, are you, are you talking about Sears Robics? And, and, <laughs> and look where they're at now. Exactly. Not doing so hot, are they? <laughs> oh, man. How many years is it going to be before we're not able to re- uh, return or cash in on that lifetime warranty of our Craftsman tools? I know. I know. It's probably already happened. Yeah. The, the, robots, the robots won't need those warranties, though, so it's fine. The robots or the robots? The robots. Oh, okay. They're yeah. taking over the world, baby. Yeah, well, they're just going to print another one, and then they'll just start using that tool. So the, uh, the text that was sent to us uh, within a 
certain amount of time in the last 24 hours. Uh, it says a suggestion to boost numbers for the live show or the streaming show. There yeah. should be four or an eight-week set schedule so we can plan when the show is on. I don't. I like that. I mean, that sounds great, and I appreciate. That way, you can shop. You can order your pizza. Everything arrives. You're like ready to go. Ready to that go. That seems like the most clear-headed, well thought-out suggestion that I personally have ever heard. It's Fun- about time management, gentlemen. Funny thing is, is you would think that Todd sent this himself, but he actually did not. This I is didn't. not. This is not from Todd Dillon. This is an but actual fan. Should have. And I agree. I agree. <laughs> However, when I think about like podcasts that i listen to i don't look up a show schedule <laughs> i just listen i you know on spotify or my uh amazon devices fear of saying her name and the whole house will fucking start listening but yeah i just listen to it just say fucking but ca- ca- counterpoint yeah we do these live shows and part mm-hmm. of the allure of these live shows is we actually get to interact directly with our listeners mm-hmm. and like you said with for for your model there's no interaction. Yes, you can listen to it anytime. People can listen, can and should listen to us anytime, every time. But to to the point being made in the in the suggestion, if people knew when we were going to be on consistently and they wanted to tune in and actually participate, because I do respond to the chats, we do talk to them live. We actually sometimes pull crazy listeners in. We do. So I love the suggestion because we are also seeking real time feedback and interaction with our fans. Yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. Um, I'm all about scheduling things and and keeping times and being punctual. But um, <laughs> and Gina just popped in and says, "Why are you guys so early?" <laughs> <laughs> because we wanted to lean in and give a nod to all of our fans who don't appreciate all the technical difficulties we've had, um, all these oh so many years that we've been doing this show, and so we thought a couple hours early would fix it all. One night. <laughs> One night only. So that's what's going on. Why not? We got together. It has nothing to do with the fact that we want to go kayaking tomorrow. Or that people have to work tonight <laughs> or are currently working. Has nothing to do with any of those three nothing things. Nothing to do with any of that. No. No, no. Nobody has a life. Some people we some people <laughs> may or may not be working um, within a stone's throw from this house right now. Some people may be doing a little midnight moonlight working uh, countries away. Um, and other people might just be um, selfishly wanting to go on the river tomorrow. Yeah. No, we've actually been sitting here all day preparing this show. As if you guys couldn't tell, yeah, we don't have actual jobs. We just sit here, and this is all we do mm-hmm. all week, 16 hours a day. <laughs> then some people were like, then why is the content so bad? Right, exactly. Right. Then, then why the fuck does it seem like you guys just threw this together? Exactly. Because we fucking did. (laughs) Every weekend. We actually all live in this house. (laughs) This this is not only our studio. This is one big house. Seattle is actually upstairs in my living room. Yeah, we thought thought we'd get more viewers by having a remote guest from quote-unquote Seattle. Yeah, but I guess, um, you know, it's, it's lost its allure. When back in the day, you used to say to your family and friends, oh, my God, I'm on the phone with Seattle. That must be an expensive phone call. What kind of sorcerer's magic is this? But apparently in the 90s, it would have been very, very exciting, but not so much anymore. And you know the amount of money we have to spend to get that lighting behind Todd just to make it look like it's actual daylight out there? Oh, my God. 
hundreds of dollars. The daylight lamps that we spend uh, for the juice that goes on behind that head to make sure that that looks good. black don't crack shiny scunion is right center camera, center frame. Just and <laughs> tons t- of money. Todd, I'm getting a little suspicious, too. The, all these bills that you're, you're sending into our accounting department for all your haircuts <laughs> are getting a little out of control, buddy. One, once a week, that, Jesus Christ. You don't even have that much hair. <laughs> That's because I go to the barbers once a week. <laughs> $200 for that haircut. Gina said that she had, uh, she's just on her way back, uh, driving back from Gettysburg right now. Um, we're apparently, apparently, oh yeah, that's going in the fucking bucket. We're apparently, there you go. we're apparently, she had sexual relations with a fucking spirit. What? It's, uh, a poltergeist? That's what I'm assuming. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, wait a second. I have to look I, at the comments again I real may, quick. I may be wrong. But hey, she should stop since she's a passenger. Have the driver stop, get out of the car and walk like an Egyptian around the car and then get in and go. Do it. That would be fantastic. Take a yes. video. Take a video. Yes. Submit it to TikTok, the TikTok, baby. TikTok gold. Mm-hmm. Ghost ride the whip. Fucking starts driving That's away. It. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my goodness. Todd, how the hell are you, man? I am fan-freaking-tacular. Yeah? Yep. How Doing was, great. How was your week this week? This week was, you know, I, I, I could complain. Mm-hmm. But I've had more good things happen to me than bad. Uh, I am alive. My, my my family and pets are alive. You guys are here with me. It has been an awesome week. It is an awesome day. And I'm happy to be here with you guys. Well, shucks, buddy. Well, we're happy to be here too, buddy. Um, Corey, I don't I don't think I've talked to you. How, how was your week this week? Not too bad. No? I mean. Mine sucked. There were some oh, no. there, there were some rough days in there, but yeah, just work stuff. Nothing completely out of the ordinary. Mine was fucking horrible, um, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. It was just really busy and it sucked. And I'll fly. I'll be. I'll be there tomorrow morning to give you a hug. Yeah. Mm, well, <laughs> he didn't as, seem too thrilled by that. Todd. As much as that would fix everything, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm here for you. Thanks, buddy. Hey, real quick too. I yeah. I've had this in my notes for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And, and we were talking about Todd being out in Seattle earlier. Um, Todd. Yes, sir. Are you, you're, you're close to Everett Washington, Everett Washington, correct? Well, close is, <laughs> I mean, approximately, I'm much closer than you are. Uh, okay. Everett, but it's not, Everett from my house is probably an hour drive. Okay. So I'm not, nothing crazy. Okay. Do you know the news that has happened in Everett, Washington? There was. Uh, I do not. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with the the certain baristas they have out there? Oh yeah, yeah, the bikini baristas. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's there's those, a, those are elsewhere other than Everett, but yes. Oh well, apparently this is where the this lawsuit is spurring from was Everett okay. Washington. But Nick, to fill you in, yeah, and to fill all the listeners in, mm-hmm. out in in Washington, I'm sure there's some other places, other states that have them, but apparently it's a very big thing out there. Yeah. They have these. Bikini barista bars, coffee bars, that you go in and there's very scantily clad women that serve you your coffee. Hmm. Thus, bikini barista. Yes. <laughs> Make, I, when you say it, it makes sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, Some of the news. What's going on? That's, been, that's, that's everywhere around here. Apparently, the state 
was trying to shut all the bikini baristas down. Bastards. Yes, they are. Yes. And the bikini baristas all rallied together and sued the state. And won. All right. Apparently, each bikini barista is going to be paid out nearly $300,000. What? In this lawsuit. For what? Well, that's I, by, I, the time, by the time the litigation is done, they'll probably I, be lucky to get 35 bucks. <laughs> I, I get it. They're, they're not going to get that full amount, but that's what the, the court granted them. Um, yeah, apparently the state was, was trying to shut them down and say that it was basically illegal for them to run operations as such. So can I give a little bit of color for the people who don't know what's going on here in Seattle? It's pretty interesting. Yeah, no, and that's why I brought it up because I, I wanted your input on it to see if you were aware of it. Yeah, I am aware. I wasn't aware of the lawsuit. Uh, I am aware, and I honestly, I've never ever been to one. I've driven by hundreds of the little bikini barista places. They're a little small. Think like tiny home, 200 square foot little shacks and with, with windows on both sides. So people drive up. And you can order your coffee, and there's a scantily clad barista who makes your coffee. And that, I'm like, wow, what a cool niche! I, I actually have, a, <laughs> I have, I have a counter niche that I want to talk about oh, after I no. give you this this color. Uh, but anyway, the and I, I to, to, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. And I haven't actually done the research because I feel like I'll probably get in trouble. But the main problem, and the reason why the state was trying to shut these places down, is because they are like havens of prostitution, which I can't. Like again, you drive up to this little. 100 or 150 square foot little shack and there's a one or two bikini clad women who serve you your coffee but i guess the stuff that's not on the menu is like little is handies and hummers and <laughs> who knows what else i mean because ultimately there's been tons of busts by the police for prostitution out of these places which not all the big and i want to be very clear not all the bikini baristas are prostitutes but a lot of the bikini baristas are prostitutes. <laughs> so that's why the state was like, we got to shut these places down. And because not all of them are prostitutes, they won their lawsuit because not all of them are prostitutes. But for the life of me, I can't figure out how, if I'm in my car with, let's say, three or four other people at one of these was, places. The, the logistics? Like, like do, you job, do, you, do they get in your car? Do you go into the shack? Do you go behind the shack? Do you go to the dumpster to get service? I mean, I, for the life of me, can't figure out how the prostitution part would work. And I haven't researched it, but maybe, Todd, Todd. maybe that's a good uh, <laughs> All you project do, for somebody. You pull up to the hand job window, and there's a, a little. Hey, but but are you dripping in your door jam? Or are you dripping on your seats? What what? How you how how's it gonna work? No, Even they get, they're wieners. <laughs> <laughs> they, they I get, just don't get how it would work. Why do you think but they give you an extra coffee cup with your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a grande and a, a vent. <laughs> just how hot? Just how hot is this coffee? How, how hot are we talking? <laughs> but the counter to that, so be, so, but that's what I know about. It. That's why the state was going after him because there's a lot of prostitution at these places. But not all of them are prostitutes, which fair. It's a good. It's an interesting business model because people. I mean, we were Americans. People they love sex. We love sex and beer. Uh, and so it's a great business marketing, marketing opportunity. I remember when I was in Florida, there was a hot dog lady who towed around a little, uh, Nathan's hot dog cart in her Corvette wearing the tightest two piece bikini and she had the biggest, fakest <laughs> boobies in the history of the universe. That's and fucking awesome. Thousands of hot dogs every day in rush hour. And every day I wanted to pull over, but I'm like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> That's awesome. But exactly. Which is why my idea is you should have Chippendales dancers selling ice cream to women. 
See, I think we could turn this thing on its head. I want my Chippendales ice cream shop, where you, the Gucci shack is what I'm going to call it, where bitches come in and they get their ice cream served by topless dudes with with hairless chests and muscles rippling and just scooping out big just olive, olive oil dripping down their, ice, their exactly, washboard abs. Olive oil and cookie dough ice cream and all that stuff. I'm like, call it the Gucci barn. I think that that is a gazillion dollar deal. I think women would would line up to buy ice cream from scantily clad men in in banana hammocks. I mean, oiled up. I mean, Todd. I love what me. Some, I love me some ice cream. So I mean, I wouldn't be opposed and to Corey. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's open. hey, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna serve everybody. We don't care who you are. Scantily clad men, topless in banana hammocks, serving you ice cream. <laughs> Ice, ice cream sandwiches Dillon. are only 50 cents. They're a dollar from the fucking ice cream truck. I'm going to the <laughs> naked dudes. Uh, dude, for years, for years, everyone, the, the, the rave was Hooters. And I yeah. thought, why stop there? You know, why do we? the wings st- are horrible. Why do we stop specifically at Hooters? And I, yeah, I get people. Tilt the kilt. Yeah, we could, we could do something different or whatever. Hear me out. Hear me out. Why, we could be a little bit more specific, right? And so they got to switch it over to something for the girls. But how about something for the girls with a more specific taste? Wangs, huh? All Asian dudes? <laughs> Come on. That's I think there's, there's an audience That's for wrong. that. I think there's an audience for that. <laughs> for tiny little Asian penises? Hey, whoa, 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 buddy. Hey, hey, hey you don't know. How many have you seen, we Corey? Don't, yeah. Did you know they're all tiny? Corey. At least, You're 100, with a broad brush, brother. At least 165. You're painting with a very <laughs> tiny brush. Don't ask me how I've seen that many Asian penises, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you like? <laughs> <laughs> Wang. <laughs> you don't call me Wang. I'm to the go- Dude, I'm telling you. Come to the Gucci barn. We're going to take care of you. What's the Gucci barn? He just explained That's to you what the Gucci barn is. the ice cream shop yeah. with the dudes in the banana hammocks and no shirts on. So why, okay, why when, when we're taking clothes off, do we have to deal with food or drinks that are high or very low temperatures? <laughs> why can't we just deal with like Play-Doh or something? Like, Why does it have to Play-Doh? be boiling yeah. hot coffee and fucking freezing cold ice cream? <laughs> actually yeah you should probably reverse those two the girl should probably be selling the cold ice cream yeah and the guy should be selling the hot coffee reaching down in to scoop it yeah. out you know it's a little cold come up uh-huh. high beams are on come to the Gucci barn i'm telling you come got, to the Gucci barn got the fucking old headlights going todd that's gonna be our first actual sponsor once you open that up i know i know so so those places are like they're little like tiny coffee shacks yes like okay the, could, like the big bear the bear yeah that there Is was, that what it's called? Were they, wasn't it called like Bear Coffee? So, or, something, so yeah, something sort of Bear Coffee. That's it what was I was literally thinking. like 150 square feet, like a little cabin. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah they're, and, there's, there's, and there's hundreds of them around the Washington State area. Mm-hmm. So we have their, them all over. A lot, lots of small towns have them. So, yeah, you can go, you can go to Starbucks and, and get the regular stuff or all the other uh, great coffee houses like uh, Zeitgeist and, and many others here. But. The big thing is these little these little uh, barista, bikini barista shacks all over the place. We have we have the makings of one here in the town I live in, but it, it's a regular place. But ultimately, yeah, it's a, it yeah, it's more marketing than they use regular people's. They're not having specific blends or roasts or whatever. They they go to whoever the big name vendors are and 
wear bikinis and sell a lot of coffee because dudes love to look at ladies in bikinis. Dude, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I've seen several of their, some of their Instagrams and I mean, God damn. It's like I, the hot, I, log, I, hot dog lady in Florida, dude. Sex sells, bro. Todd, you got to you got to work something culturally into into this this business model. We have to we have to so see. I I went out on a limb with Wangs, but you you are more than a limb. You are uh, in a, a highly white populated area. You need to come up with like some sort of business model where like you call the place Jerome's and people could just show up and like have a black friend. That could be that could be your thing. Like show up if you don't know anyone. I'll be your black friend. Why not? I think that's the way it should go. Why Jerome's? I don't know. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, you can call it Phillips if you want. I mean, like, it wouldn't have it's the like same. You to the time. You've been listening to the time all weekend. You're like Jerome. Yes, that's the name of it. I mean, it was just that's an example. <laughs> now nah, Jerome. I, I I love when I love when every other race is like. Oh, don't be a fucking Karen. And I'm like, why are they all white names? But then we don't get upset. <laughs> don't be a Steven or a Karen. <laughs> don't be a Jerome. Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be more places that uh, that make sure that our races are interacting with each other in a positive way. And that's what I'm yes, thinking. Yes, the Gucci Barn. Come to the Gucci Barn. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got seven flavors of ice cream. And four, well, you you can call them handsome, but they're scantily clad men. <laughs> that was a quick transition, buddy. Yes, it was. was wow. Hard stops all day long, buddy. <laughs> Did not see that one coming. All right. So I currently don't have um, the Wizard of Oz uh, sorcery that Bob typically has where he can tell me what everyone had to watch. Um, so we're just, just going to have to use the honor system. And from what I saw in the limited uh, contact I had with my uh, text messaging groups, um, it, it kind of looked like you were reassigned something different, right, Corey? I was. Yeah. Um, come to find out, Todd originally uh, assigned me Alaska Daily. Yeah. And I still want you to see. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I will. If I don't, I don't. How do you watch it? Do you watch it on Fubu or Fubo, or did you buy it? <laughs> Fubu. <laughs> no. Fubo. Why has it got to be Fubu? Why is Todd watching things on Fubu? That's ridiculous. That's racist. Uh, Fubo. <laughs> Fubo. Not Fubu. Not Damon John. One letter off. But uh, no, uh, I think it's also. I think you can get it on Hulu too. Okay. Oh. We we can. I think you can get it on Hulu too. But I'll, I'll figure out where I was watching because I wasn't watching it on Fubu because I don't pay for it at least. Okay. Yeah. I went to my uh, trusty Just Watch app, and the only ones, the only streaming services they gave me was like Fubo, and then two other ones I've never heard of. Um, and then I I pulled all of them up and downloaded the apps, and you had to start like a, a free trial. And I'm like, if I do that, I'm not going to forget to cancel it. And I'm like, I don't yeah, want to have to go through it. all that. Nope. And then, no and then on top of that, like the like Apple TV has it. Um, I think Amazon Prime has it, but you had to buy the entire first season. Like you couldn't buy or rent two episodes. So I was like, yeah, I'm not. Gotcha. I'm not. Uh, gotcha. 
and if if I if I even if I did like it, I'm like, well, then I'm gonna be stuck with this entire first season of this show that I'm probably never gonna watch again. Um, yep. So so Todd, Todd reassigned me the Lincoln Lawyer, um, not the movie, the show, and I had to be very specific about that because I I have seen the movie, yep. and Todd, I will tell you what, man, definitely better, a way better pick than. Uh, what the hell was that? Cleo or Cleo, whatever yeah, you yeah. you yeah. assigned me last last episode. Miss Cleo. Yep. That's a very good documentary, by the way. But no, it, it's it's tough, man, because it's I having seen the movie, the show it, it's starting to pick up. I, I just started the third episode. Um but I have such that attachment between the Lincoln Lawyer movie and the show and trying to like combine the two. And in certain ways they do, but in a lot of other ways they're they're completely different. And yeah, yeah. and obviously you you go ahead. And I'm I'm further ahead than you. And the, the I think the character development is getting better and better. And typically, like I said, I'm, so I'm actually feeling pretty good in that having you having seen the movie and not being totally put off because it's not like the movie. It's not exactly the movie. Uh, that's good. The character, like with any of you show. It gets better and better, I think, as they as they get used to working together and this, and the writers get used to kind of finding their groove. I, I'm actually really really enjoying it. Okay, and it, and it, it's it, it's a good pick. It's like I said, I I, I kind of knew what to expect having seen the movie, but yeah, it takes a little a little bit to pry yourself away from that the Matthew McConaughey, um, you know that that whole vibe mm-hmm. of of the movie. Because um, I, I will say too that. Manuel, Manuel, whatever his name is, that plays. Um, shit, I've been watching three episodes. I can't remember his name. Mickey Holler. Mickey, that's it. Um, that his name, his the actor's the actual name is Manuel something or other. And dude, his his accent is really just it. It's throwing me off right now. It gets better. It changes. No, no. I'm just saying you get once you, you get used to it. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, that that threw me early on as well. Yeah, it, it's it. At first, I was like, "Wait, is that like an Irish accent?" And then it kind of turned almost to like a almost like a Matthew. No, he's, McC- he's very his, he's Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but and so that and if you look and actually, like I said, as you watch more episodes, what you're going to see is that more of the his family and them speak, using words like me the the different. Uh, the Spanish uh, colloquialisms, he actually, it's very, very natural. So I think that's that's where it gets actually kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, so like I said, I'm, I'm on the third episode. Um, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be something I, I continue on at a, uh, maybe a slower rate. I'm not going to just sit down and binge it all in one day. Yep. Um, but, you know. I'll when, take that after Cleo. Oh, dude, yeah, Cleo was dog shit. That, that, was, that was way too rough. But, yeah, no, the, the Lincoln Lawyer show, I, I I was kind of expecting the same thing as Cleo at first, only because I had seen the movie, and I'm like, well, I know this isn't going to be the movie, but it, it, it it's very well done. It's uh, it's definitely worth a watch if you have out there. Working, if you haven't seen the movie, I think if you haven't seen the movie, I think it it's, it will draw you in. Oh yeah, I mean, if you've seen the show and not the movie, fucking go watch the movie for sure. Yep. Before we go on to the next person, uh, Nick poured us a shot. Yep. Early start, but have doesn't. A beer with you? Yep, early start, but doesn't mean that we're not going to do a little Schnozky shot. So, if you are listening to us, you're at work, you're at home, uh, perhaps you're grocery shopping, 
or you're doing some aerobic activity, stop what you're doing, have a squirt of water into your mouth, have some Powerade, a little bit of coffee, or if you have some libations, pour it into a cup and do one with us. We'll wait. And let's go. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. <laughs> mm. That's a very cool can on that uh, that beer, Todd. It's uh, from New Belgium Brewing, Atomic Citrus. It's a blood orange ale. It is freaking really good. Oh, sweet. Yeah, the can alone is pretty sweet. That's badass. And uh, the doctor himself, Dr. Phil Anton. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Oh, well, I'm right there with you, Todd, because... <laughs> Fuckstick comes in the room when it's only the three of us and goes, um, Bob. Exactly. <laughs> so Bob has to be here for you to watch the show, Phil. Cause he's like, dude, listen, I, I mean, it's bad enough that, you know, him and Bob started this, this whole fucking amazing journey. And now we're killing it. And now all of a sudden he's like, okay, I could get on board with quietly standing in the shadows, uh, you know, as a walking candy apple that I am. But, now that now that one of the two Wright brothers is not even a part, not even a part of this whole institution, that I've, I've got to say something. I've got to say something. <laughs> and yes, Phil, you are correct. I, I apologize. That's Dr. Fuckstick to you. <laughs> we love you, buddy. Yeah, so uh, Bob is on special assignment, uh, Dr. Anton. Um, he is here in spirit. I mean, he's actually physically here, too. But <laughs> I was going to say, he's got a shrunkle caught in the dryer today. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's right over there. Uh, when, I looked it up, when I looked at him, he said, uh, see if you can go ahead and handle the show. Uh, I'm just I'm too, too swamped. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And I looked over, and he was um, refilling his mana on one of his uh, sorcery games that he plays on his phone. So he looked like he was very, very busy. But he did have to take a call right before we got on the show. So <laughs> that is a great walking candy apple is perfect. Thank you so much. So okay, so I had um, I had to watch Heat. Um, I'll do the quick synopsis. I, I don't like getting uh, too far into things. I mean, how can you go wrong with De Niro, Pacino? I mean, it, it just it's it's a. <laughs> fantastic combination like these are these are the kind of movies that i would never this is the whole reason gentlemen gentlemen's agreement exists these are the kind of movies that i would never watch on my own i would never watch the italian style you know gangster or any kind of movies like that i just it just doesn't interest me but the more i'm watching them the more i'm liking them so i'm i'm really happy that i was assigned this um it's definitely something i'm going to come back to uh but yeah it the only thing I could possibly say, um, I think it was what in the '90s or something like that. It was it was made. Yeah, um, it's old. Yeah. yeah, is that it? It doesn't have that cheesy feel to it, which I can appreciate. Like, um, it's something that I'll definitely come back to. Oh so. no, dude, he he's a legit fucking it's, action movie. That's what I'm Absolutely. saying. Like, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like. Stuff like stuff like that, uh, The Godfather. I, I if I had, would have to look at my list because I can't remember all the names of the things that I've had to watch. But those style, I, I don't know, dude. I just I can get into them. I can really fucking lean into them, and um, they're not something I would pick for myself. So it was a good pick. I think I was given uh, given it that by was, Bob. That was me. Oh, it was you. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice job, buddy. Very nice. Yeah, I, I know Bob. Bob was a little skeptical at first with with you and Heat. I'm like, no, th- this is not. 
Nice. I, 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 know. I like it. Yeah, I, I figured it would be a solid pick for you. It was definitely up my alley. Like I said, with, with, with the, the, the cast they have alone in it, I mean, and, and you're talking back in their prime. Yeah, dude, uh, it's, you start to, you start to get, when you watch things like this, I mean, and it's with a lot of movies that, and not, I wouldn't want to say older. I mean, I was alive during the nineties, but you know, the John Wayne movies, all this stuff, it's like, oh my God, you know, I wish that we could recreate this, you know, and I know we're going in that direction, like to eventually, uh, with AI and everything, we're going to be able to recreate old movies that are new with with these actors just by facial programming and recognition and and all the ai that's out there voice mapping and things like that there it's going to happen and i'm super excited for that bob i know uh it's, that's like his least favorite thing to even think about he said it's horrible he doesn't want to hear i'm like but what if you get to the point where artists that are dead because i know he's got a soft spot for music artists that are dead like we can take um, a uh, good example, go look at, um, go look at the American has got talent where, um, you know, they did the AI facial recognition with Simon Cowell and Elvis and they put his face on someone else and it, and it looks like they're right there. You know, he's like, Nope, Nope. I don't like any of this. I'm like, but what if they could take snippets and clippets as Corey would say of, of, you know, a hundred million different voice, uh, clips of Elvis put them all together and recreate an artificial voice of Elvis to where you could tell him what to sing and it would fucking sing it. Like, why would that not be cool? I mean, like we're trying to memorialize this. And also this is something that, you know, people may never see before. I mean, the King of rock, you know, are we going to ever have another one? You know, probably not. And I'm just using him as an example, but I think, I think the ch- the challenge with that though, Nick, and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, go ahead. The yeah. challenge, the, if you, using AI to do it diminishes a bit the and, and, and I mean I get it because you're right. You weren't we weren't, we weren't we are too we're too young to have seen Elvis in his prime and to and again and he's dead, yeah. so we can't see him. But I imagine anyone that you know who like saw. Elvis live somewhere like so a grandparent or your parents or someone in your parents sphere if they saw him and heard him and it moved them then it's the the fact that a human being actually did a thing had a talent so rare that it moved you is that's the thing and to have it recreated now I mean I, I think ultimately like like for me as you know I'm a big Prince fan Mm-hmm. I'll watch anything that they put out there with Prince and with and if they can put his voice and vocals and it seems like it's Prince and it's all AI, but I'm not going to be near as appreciative as someone who's actually seen him perform live and have been moved because of his just the the fragilest of humans and his his real ability that nobody else in the world had the talent that he had even people who've achieved either greater or similar success mm-hmm. they aren't him and to have it generated by computers i think is an awesome thing that we have at our disposal but the realness of a human being actually producing that effect is what's magical that is truly the real thing i i agree todd i i think there's a huge disconnect with the entire ai idea and and just bringing back you know old uh you know old figures that were they were something they were they were very memorable and 
for people that that have never experienced it, like yeah, that's something for for them to experience the AI version of it just to see. Um, like as you just spoke of, and, and Dylan commented about that that America's Got Talent um, episode where these guys, I mean, did a great great job of recreating having just some random person on stage and having the AI capability to make it look and seem just like Elvis. But yeah, to the point of us recreating that today is because Elvis was once that person and, and he was there physically. So to be able to see him. And that's what made him amazing. Right. For people that loved him. And so the fact that he was able to create that and, excitement that with voice and dance and real humanness. And that's like a, my, all it's frailty. my mom's a huge Dean Martin fan, huge Dean Martin fan. And I mean, has all the memorabilia, every DVD, you know, CD, whatever, you, you know, you can get your hands on this Dean Martin. She has it. But if you were to tell her that, yeah, there's an AI concert of, of Dean Martin, she'd be like, well, I, I saw him once in person. I, and I don't, I don't ever want to lose that. Like that's, that's going to be my memory of Dean Martin. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't need to see a, a hologram or, or some sort of computerized version of him. Um, I want to remember seeing him in person. And I think for, for yeah, for upcoming generations, it, it'll, it's yeah. a good idea to, to show and say like, oh, this is, you know, this is Elvis and this is what he did and this is how he performed. But to actually promote it as like, uh, oh, like we could have another concert or like we could bring him back. I think that's taking away from the idea of what people like him did, like the impact they had when they were actually here. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a fine line, man, that you're gonna have to walk. But I think eventually the line is going to boil down to money and what can we make the most money off of? Um, how can we exploit this? And hopefully they do it in a tasteful way because uh, the freight train of technology is is fucking flying towards us and there's nothing we can do to stop it unfortunately but well, uh there, there, but the, actually there is quite on i mean you're, you're hitting the nail on the head i mean ultimately this is and it just philosophically you're right technology is going to enable the younger viewers to get a view of elvis and all these great people and, and people some young people will appreciate it some people won't uh, older people will be same thing they'll appreciate it they won't but at the end of the day, you should. There is nothing better than seeing true live artists uh, of of your era and seeing what they can do. Because AI and all these other things, guess what? You don't have to do. You don't have to pay a computer yep, to exactly. generate these things. And and again, and if if we're if everything is if everything is about the dollars, then man, this world gets a bit watered down because, yeah, then it's it's more high fructose corn syrup and more digitalized fake entertainment that's not really the human condition. And like I said, it's the the beauty of the artists themselves and them being able to do a thing. Uh, the Aretha Franklins, I mean, yeah, her voice is on on tape. We have, the, the, we have those recordings and we can make concerts and shows and we can hologram her to our heart's content. But there's still... For many of us, it'll be, it'll be, it would be nothing like actually being there in person. And if, and at the end of the day, I would say we're still making at the same rate. There's, we're not making these ge musical and theater geniuses uh, at you know every hour. We're again, they are truly special people. So we need to lose, not lose sight of the fact we should see the people who are actually alive, and then make a judgment as to whether or not their, however they perform their craft, moves us. Uh, and don't just get lost in technology because the one thing i will say with technology is geez it seems like we're retreading everything there's every car that's ever been made is being retread every movie that's ever been made is being retread 
We're not being actually more creative in what no. people do. We're being more creative in retreading the same shit we've already done. Well, there's, <laughs> there's, uh, with with my generation especially, I think there's a huge there's a huge um, drawback for nostalgia, and it's it's like, hey, um, you know the the old saying, you can never go back home again. You know, unfortunately, yeah. it's it's hard to see the good times while you're in them. Um, yeah, but yeah. but but you need to savor every moment you need to understand that these are the memories that you'll look back on one day and think god if i could do one more podcast with my buddies uh we lost nick that one year or something happened to bob and you know and i if i'd give anything just to go back to that time like right now we think of it as uh we're getting together and yeah we have fun and things like that and some days we might think of it as a chore but something as stupid as what we do here one day will be something that we look back and smile upon and think if I could just do that one more time, that'd be awesome. Those are the good old days, you know, hundred percent. And uh, so I, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, there's, it's a two faceted system, I think. And there's, there's one point uh, and they're, they're both great points. Well, there's one that's like, Hey, listen, I want to, um, that's the allure of these artists is um, that, someone wrapped up in this shiny package can can knock it out of the park and make me feel things in my chest and emotions and then there's the other part of a new generation of people like uh all my niece and nephews that were you know very very young when things like friends were on and now are rewatching these <laughs> always got to be something about fucking friends no, 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 i'm just using an example now we are re- always an rewatching because now we have the analytics from things like netflix and things like that and we can look holy shit all these people are fucking, you know, these younger generations are watching these older shows. Like, and so they're rebooting all these old shows. And, it, and it's, it's, it's a weird time, but I think it's just going to, it's going to keep going. So this, this right here to tee it up, this, I've watched this probably 55 times. It is so creepy and crazy and exciting. And yeah, Todd, so Dylan sent this to me. Weird, um, weird at the same time. Um, to give you, give you, you guys and the the viewers a, a better idea of what we are discussing when it comes to AI and the whole AGT um, experience. So basically, what they did with this is there's a company that's uh, I forget the name of the company, but they specify or they're they're very um, they specialize in 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 AI, in, not in AI, but in in I guess it is kind of AI, but um, being able to like, face mapping technology and things like that. So basically they have these high, high quality cameras. They found people. Um, they found a person that sounds exactly like Elvis. He may be from kind of how he sounds. He may be from a different country. He may not look anything like Elvis, but sounds exactly like him. So they use this face mapping with these cameras to completely change what the person looks like. And now you've got the voice and the looks. And this this is what it is. Oh, sorry. Look at Simon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's sure is an honor to be here with y'all on America's Got Time. Uh, I'd like to thank right. Tom, Chris, and Metaphysic for having me here tonight. I have to tell you, we're going to do a couple of our biggest records for you now. And this first one is a tender love song. And as a great philosopher once said, You ain't nothing but a hound, oh yeah. Crossing all the time. You ain't nothing but a hound, oh yeah. 
Oh, come on. All right. When I said to one's high flight, well, that was just a lie. When I said to one's high flight, well, that was just a lie. Well, you ain't never caught a red when you ain't never caught a red. Oh, I'm going to get flagged for this big time. You ain't nothing but a All right, well, we're going to stay. We're going to stop there before we get flagged. Um, oh, you're skipping the best part. Yeah, sorry. Dude, there's no way we can let that keep playing. I mean, I thought you said that if it's on YouTube, you can play it. You've played all kinds of crap on YouTube. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. With, with an Elvis song playing, I, I, I'm not going to. But it is not Elvis singing. It's not. No. But it's. Uh, it is not Elvis singing. Touchy waters that I have no clue about about how we would this, approach that. Hey, ask for forgiveness, baby. At this, let's blaze this trail, yeah, bitch. At, play the, it. at this point, at this point, you've already gone that way. Just get the rest of it done because it's not okay, that long. Right. Watch what they do. Turn up a little bit. Yeah, so there's Heidi and Sophia in there as well. Yep. But I got one. You're the devil. And now Simon's on there. You with You All right, that's it. We're going to cut it So, <laughs> I mean, that just gives you an idea of people that are currently alive so you can kind of compare the two side by side, like of how creepy this technology yeah, and really is. I mean, and, and like Todd said, you know, there is still, there's a, there's still a disconnect. It's, you can tell it's not that person. It's not Dude, this a fluid is a, person up there. This is our first dip of our toes into the water. No, no, I, mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's only going to get better. I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that by by any means. I love it. I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool because the things that we can do, making actors look younger or their younger self and stuff like that while they're still alive is, is, is a great thing. But if they came out tomorrow and said, hey, we've re- recreated McClintock with a you'll have to look several times b- <laughs> back at uh, John Wayne to, to know that this is not a real John Wayne – like in full color, crystal clear. Like, I would fucking be one of the first ones in line. Like, I, I would want to see that. I mean, I, I guess that's that's true. Well, Natalie, say, you can, and that's there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But ultimately, the, the at the end of the day, if that dude had one eighth or even one eightieth the talent of the real Elvis, they wouldn't even need to do that. And that's I think that's the thing you can't lose. The younger generation can't lose sight of the fact Elvis is Elvis because he did it without any extra boost in technology that anybody else had. He had the whole package, the look, the voice, the moves, everything that moved every Elvis fan. He had that as a as a fragile human being who died on the toilet, eating a banana, smoking weed. But we, but we know that we, <laughs> we, we, we know all that. We're not trying to say like, let's create the perfect singer. We're trying to say like, Oh my God. Well, we're re- you you're know. retreading you're retreading dead people at the end of the day like i said that's why remember when you, we talked about my bands i love bones uk i love the hallucination i love nf i love all these different groups that you that even you young people have never heard of because 
they're alive right now doing amazing things and we're still listening and again like my brother-in-law he loves van halen he listens to van halen more van halen van Van hagar sammy hagar more more van halen and and again there's nothing wrong with it i love it i love it i love it i love it but i i would say that if you if you actually expand your horizons look beyond just what can be digitally remastered or recreated and have eddie playing guitar because by the way when AI actually starts picking up and playing the things that, that Eddie Van Halen would have played if he'd stayed alive long enough to, to play even more things, it will sound even more magical and more, more amazing. But it, th- at the end of the day, the human being and that human, given the constraints of their day, did amazing things. And so any artist out there producing art, whether it be music, acting, whatever, but doing it in real life you can't you have to you have to look at the the talent of the now because you're going to miss a whole lot of really really good stuff if you're if we're constantly going back to the the you know to the to the old school stuff i mean ultimately i like i like a lot of the old school but i'm finding a lot of new talent out there that's kind of moving me in ways that i wouldn't have known of if i wasn't willing to open up and again i'm a technologist love technology love ai looking my the next role I have, I want it to be deeply embedded in AI, mm-hmm. but that is not real human creativity and uh, and just amazingness. I think that's the epitome of real human creativity. I mean, that's that's pretty fucking fantastic that they're able to do that. I mean, that takes a lot of very creative humans to to make that fucking happen. But I know what you're saying. Don't dwell on the past when there's fantastic things right under our nose that we may not be. But I think there's always going to be an audience for that. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be something widely available anytime soon. But it's it's also there. There's going to be uh, what the general public feels are irreplaceables, timeless, timeless musicians or timeless actors that we just have seen people come and go and just nobody has given us that, you know, the Michael Jackson's, the Elvis, you know, um, John Wayne, people like that, you know, that we just feel are just completely irreplaceable. Um, and I think they're trying to live vicariously through this, maybe have a new audience, of course, make money. Uh, but yeah, don't stop. Don't stop the search for new ideas or talent. I mean, that's definitely correct. That's, that, and that's why I do love the America's Got Talent platform because you do see uh, amazing things out of people who, again, would other, otherwise wouldn't have a platform to show what they can do, which is pretty cool. Fuck it, dude, Todd. That, you hit the nail on the head there with AGT. Uh, that, I've seen some acts that have nothing to even do with this yeah. that I, I never would have seen in my entire life before, and they've been fucking impressive. There, there was a group of Lebanese girls last season that, they were this dance group and the oh, stuff yeah. they did yeah. on stage. I was, I was fucking mesmerized beyond belief, but real quick, Natalie did come in the room and she wants to know if you're okay. And if I'm Jeffrey Lebowski, <laughs> yes. yes, Natalie, I am Jeffrey Lebowski and your cousin is okay. And, uh, doctor, yes, Dr. Anton, uh, did want to mention, um, he said that, uh, note, uh, Dylan has never apologized for cutting me off ever. <laughs> I'm growing. <laughs> so, so yeah, we needed to say that, and and he also wanted to say that um, I don't need to hear Dylan talking about Elvis's package. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis is the whole package. 
He's the whole package. But, but yeah, um, 100%. Um, so there's one more thing. So there's one more thing I wanted to touch on. We were going to do some questions, but this. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't even do my. You didn't do my gentleman's agreement, bro. You guys skipped over me. That's okay. Uh, so <laughs> we did skip over Todd. Todd, how, oh are we supposed to, how are we supposed to live up to the image of oppression that we're constantly being portrayed in <laughs> if we don't every now and then lean into it? All right, Todd. So you had what? I had Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay. Uh, assigned to me by Bob. And uh, it, so think uh, who done it. Rom-com, mashup, uh, good cast, Corbin Burnson, Val Kilmer, uh, Robert Downey Jr. What I, I, I guess it was an okay movie. I mean, because it's a bit confusing. Maybe I had too many beers and I was up, <laughs> up early yesterday. It's a bit confusing. But, that again, they, they try and do a whodunit where there's like 18 different twists in it. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I'm going to give it a solid C+. Uh, I would probably not say to anybody, oh, you got to see this movie because Robert Downey Jr. It went, again, I'm going to put on my Bob hat. I'm starting to realize I'm actually starting with this segment. I'm actually truly evaluating the actors in the, the movies. And if you want to see Iron Man be a love-struck wuss, uh, but who's at the center of solving a uh, murder mystery, you you get it in this movie. Uh, his mannerisms, the way his persona is the same persona as Tony Stark, except for he's not Iron Man. Uh huh. Which made me think. Well, I didn't realize that Robert Downey Jr. has never won like a major acting award, and it's because he's Tony Stark, whatever the name of the dude was, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and probably every other movie before. His persona is exactly the same. <laughs> he's slight. He's a, a slightly. Uh, insecure arrogant asshole who accomplishes things that you that you're like eh, it seems like that's a that's beyond him but i have to suspend disbelief not a bad movie solid c plus uh if you like a good uh whodunit uh very good val kilmer shows his range i would say he does a he, he plays a a gay private detective who is a fixer for the the movie industry uh but yeah solid c plus I'm not going to tell tell my best friend he's got to watch it. I won't watch it again, but not the worst move I've ever seen. Okay. Is this is this something you've seen, Corey? What was I? I'm sorry. I've kiss, not, kiss, bang, bang. It was kiss, kiss, bang, bang. No, I have not seen that. Todd, the question is, would you ever go back to it or would you ever recommend it? I wouldn't ever tell anybody not to see it. If you like a good who done it mm-hmm. they make it pretty complicated i mean you got to be paying attention uh and it's got lots of twists the the storyline is pretty good it's got a ton kind of your thing nick it's got a ton of style for star power there's like six different actors in it that you know my big my big takeaway was though robert downey jr is the same person that's iron man in the marvel shows and i like him in iron man don't get me wrong my suspension of disbelief has gone is, is even broader for the marvel movies but Solid C plus. I, I, I won't. I wouldn't tell anybody not to see it. If you like a good suspense, uh, rom commy murder mystery, get on it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, for new assignments, uh, I think maybe the easiest. If Todd is the TV, um, do you want to just uh, 
go to the left, I assign Todd, you assign me, Todd assigns you. No, because that'd be the same. We've done that three weeks and three episodes in a row now. So let's do what do you want to do? I assign Todd. Okay. Todd assigns you. Yeah. Yep. And then you assign me. All right. Well, then it's going to have to be throughout the week because we're not going to go through the 10 different things that I'm going to try and assign you that you've already seen. That's fine. I, I think I, I might have one for Todd. I have one for you, Nick. Yeah. Because I'm going to go out on a limb again. Have you seen The Magnificent Seven? Magnificent Seven. Let me see. Is this um, a spaghetti? Denzel, it's spaghetti a Denzel Western. Western. Spaghetti it's a Denzel Western. Western. Yep. I have not. I've seen the there Hateful Eight. There we go. Is it also uh, what's his face? That what's the director it, of the Hateful Eight? Score, no, it wasn't Scorsese. Scorsese yeah. No. Okay. It's a, it's along the same lines, but not the exact same thing. Magnificent Seven. I'm sure I'm gonna yes. fucking love it then. Okay. Todd, you have yes, L- L.A. Originals. Okay. I believe it's on Hulu. I love the fact you knew that I hadn't seen it. <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I literally found this maybe a month ago. Okay. And it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not necessarily underground, but it's, it's, it's pretty underground. Okay. It's episode two. Wow. I'm moving along. All right, magnificent scent. <laughs> That's a quarter in the in the jar. Yeah, um, Corey, you had what was what did Corey have? Oh, L.A. You, L.A. Originals. Yeah, L.A. Originals. All right, and then you're going to come up with something for me throughout the week. That's for me. That that's for me, Nick. That's for you or from you? That's for him. For me. What's from for Corey. what's oh for, I'm it's for me Corey. from yeah. Corey. Okay. So all right. You guys can continue talking, by the way. <laughs> hey Corey. Oh hey Todd. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like hey, bated breath the, looking went, at me. I'm like, what the I, fuck? I went I went to the I went to the Tigers game last night, and the Tigers, who are look look to be pretty crappy, a non-hitting team, destroyed my Mariners. And so Mary was giving me shit for wearing my because I wore my Mariners gear and she we actually sat in the t- in a in a section that was dominated by Tigers people, where I wore my Seattle kit, my Seattle gear, and Mary had on her Tigers gear. <laughs> I would say, please tell me she had on her Tigers gear. One, one more time, what does Todd have to watch? L A Originals. Okay, L A Originals. Uh, we do have a shot sitting in front of us, so we can finish the Tiger story in one second. Um, yeah. Wait, and so Todd, you went to the Tigers game yesterday and wore your Mariners gear, but today you have your Tiger shirt on. <laughs> Cheers. Because the Tigers won last night. (laughs) You fucking Fairweather fan. Dude, I only knew one person on the Tigers whole team. I'm like, holy shit, I don't know anybody on this team. I didn't even know the manager. How about this, Corey? Have you ever seen the Hateful Eight? Yes. Damn it. (laughs) Nice track, buddy. I tried. You did. You did. I'll give you that. Um, So, one thing that I did want to bring up. So, I was... uh, I was watching the other day, um, what was it, like a little, um, like a like a Facebook reel or something like that? Todd, do you know the original lyrics to um, Little Richard's classic hit Tutti Frutti? Do I, I know some of them. Tutti Frutti, Oh Rudy. Nope, those are not uh, the original. The gr- I know I know a girl named Daisy, the bitch is fat and lazy. No, nope, so. I know a girl named Daisy. No, that's the... Uh, 
Saturday Night Live version. So, Maybe not. <laughs> Little Richard's classic hit, Tutti Free. So this was like some of his closest friends that they were interviewing and things like that. Um, was a graphic tribute to anal sex. The original words were um, Tutti Fruity Good Booty. Tutti Fruity Good Booty. If it's tight, it's all right. If it's greasy, it make it easy. We're, we're the, true, truer words have never been spoken. We're the, we're the, we're the original. Some of the original lyrics to Tutti Fruity, and I'm not, I didn't, so it was like a, a very small, like a short reel, um, but it looked like some sort of documentary. I mean, it looked really well produced. Um, I mean, even one of the, the guys, I don't know if it was like one of his production managers or something, kind of sang a little bit of it and that guy had a great voice as well and uh they were showing like clips in black and white of when he first came out. i don't know if it was um what what was uh the 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 ed whatever show or whatever ed sullivan show yeah i think something like that uh that he had come on and uh and it was all black and white obviously um but he was saying that this was uh in uh, 1968, it had sold 3 million copies of this song. So they obviously, I think Time Warner or someone had to change the lyrics in like 1955 because it was just not acceptable for TV to be greasy booty. I'll be putting it on my playlist now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to those lyrics closely. Yeah, yeah. That should be a segment we have. <laughs> Lyric of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. So it says, uh, let's see here. It says, Tutti Fruity was covered by an unsuspecting um, a street male artist like Pat Boone and Elvis Presley, as was sadly con common with rhythm and blues music in the 50s. Tutti Fruity was quickly covered uh, by white artists like Elvis Presley, Pat Boone, who achieved... Uh, even it achieved great success with the song, much to Little Richard's chagrin. In this documentary, Little Richard King and Queen of Rock and Roll, which airs uh, Saturday the 22nd of April 2023 on BBC 2 in the UK, the singer can be heard singing in archive footage. Pat Boone came out singing a white version of Tutti Frutti. I was very disgusted. I was very disgusted because I was just coming on the scene and I and uh, he had sold more than I did. In the same documentary, rapper Big Fridia, uh, whose voice uh, had been sampled in Beyonce singles formation, Break My Soul, says that um, the Boone's cover, I mean, you have this white straight man to sing Tutti Frutti <laughs> when he really don't know the meaning of the song and he made all this money too. It's just not right. <laughs> so it sounds like little, little Richard was a little butthurt, no pun intended that his uh, gay song about anal sex with other men uh, was being uh, capitalized well, by white straight men. Well, it wasn't as greasy. Not, not the, not the, that's why a lot of, uh, again, just again, to make everybody a little bit of history, a lot of black people are don't like Elvis because he a lot of his songs that he covered were songs uh, out of the black church and black communities where yep. because they they weren't able to to draw an audience or do those things he's I don't, I don't the word stolen is 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 heavy mm -hmm. and I don't want to make this a heavy episode but there is some room there that these people because they looked a certain way because they were a certain color that, that something they couldn't control they didn't re receive the amount of accolades for what they had created 
and he was able to leverage it because of again he looked 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 like what America wanted to see at that time. I would like to think, and I know this is not the case, but I would like to think that during this time, um, I think certain content and or certain style by people that are pig-headed and have blinders on, um, when it's delivered in a, in a completely different package and suddenly people like it, I'm hoping that the mindset was to kind of pull pull the sheet off of what it actually was and say, this is what you actually liked. I just happened to 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 also do it some justice, but these are the people you should be thanking. These this is where the money should be going. These royalties should be going towards these folks who came up with with these rhythm and blues and 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 all all kinds of these these great sounds. Like I didn't come up with this. They were they were the first. You know, it would be nice to hear a story like that. Like that this is how, you know, the you know dumbasses of the sign of the times that that were just too pig-headed to see through all that needed a different vessel to be able to fucking digest it well and 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 given the fact too i mean they there was no obviously no such thing as like social media back then so there no there was no crossover between any of that yeah nowadays it's much easier to to know and for anyone to find out if that's you know something that's going on once it's put out on the internet People have seen, and, and thankfully, you know, the idea of, of black and white has diminished a lot in, in our society. <laughs> I'm not going to say fully. I would never say fully. I know you were waiting. What do you mean fully? It's I not know, even close, I, I know you were waiting Corey for a fully. But it, but it, race but, relations. But it is not. Exactly. Yeah. But, no. but, but with, with the idea of social media that we, ha- we have now, it's much easier to find stuff like that out as opposed to back then when you only had an audience that was only watching Elvis and I think it's hard. I think it's hard. It's hard. It's still just as hard. I mean, you have to do again. I don't want to, I don't want to belabor the point. We're as a, as a people we're fairly lazy about doing the homework to research where things came from to mm-hmm. see if we really like a thing, we don't necessarily go right to the roots of the, how, how it came to be. So, and that's what, again, I don't begrudge Sinead O'Connor's nothing compares to you success at all i think it is amazing it is the rendition that i that is the gold standard to me but that is not her she didn't write it <laughs> she did that is 1000 percent attributed to attributable to prince and his version i didn't like as well but it's the the creation the embodiment and the and in fact he had creative control over anybody who uses that song as to how it works so again he and some people might like his version better, but like I said, we don't do the research to say where it came and from. And there, and there, and and using Prince as an example again, so many of the songs and things that he created were made were mega successes by other artists because he was a mega success on the stuff that you know by him. That he he had so much material he couldn't even do it all. But that's we don't we don't do the research on that. So again, I, I think ninety percent of people out there probably don't know Sinead O'Connor's "Nothing Compares to You." Is not her song, and and that, and that's shame on on people and, and us as a society because now that we do have everything at our fingertips, people should be doing that research. Todd, it's very easy to do. Todd, my favorite example of this, my favorite example of this, Paul Simon, call me Al. Yep. Do you know about that song? Yep. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. Can give us the uh, give us the background. I've heard, so I've heard I I will that. I will tell you this from the source. 
one of my subordinates when I was a supervisor at a different job was from Ghana. And he came up to me and told me, he said, you know, this is a good example. He's like, he's like, do you listen to any kind of music from Ghana or anything? And of course it was a laughable moment. I'm like, what, what, I don't know, turn on the Ghana radio? I don't, I don't know. I don't know any Ghana. So he's like, you might know things, things that you don't really realize what it is. But that song was an old Ghana song in Ghana. He said, you can hear in the background. And he's like, this, this very, it was a very popular song, you know. And, and he apparently went to Africa and grabbed this, like paid someone off, grabbed this beat. And, and once you realize it, and then he made that song, You Can Call Me Al, um, you can hear all all like the tribal music in the background <laughs> and everything like that. And it's, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's why it was a good song because they came up with this amazing fucking beat, <laughs> this amazing song. It had nothing to do with your high-ass voice fucking singing in the background, <laughs> fucking Paul. But, but yeah, that's like, that's the perfect example of, you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, who knows, who knows who he paid off or, um, and again, he Paul Simon, Simon Garfunkel, awesome artist. I'm not no, no but again, we there, there is a market for things that people want to see and want to embrace, and there's a market for things that just sound good. And and how 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 those things were gotten is not of anybody's concern. I mean, ultimately, that's the that that's kind of the world we live in. And and, and the funny thing is, we were talking about it earlier. The the whole AI thing. Why then everybody, what was the song Millie Vanilli made a gazillion dollars on that everybody loved? And then everybody was all of a sudden pissed off because they lip synced. <laughs> it's like, that's the same thing AI promises us, right? The person doing the thing isn't quite it, as talented. As, as, it, was, as, it was just as physical. As you don't want to see. It was physical AI. <laughs> exactly. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it was a thing you, we were okay seeing, but they didn't have any real talent. <laughs> girl, you know it's true. Girl. <laughs> so yeah. So how, how many weeks at number one? Oh God, <laughs> who knows? Did and so what I want to know is what happened to the like actual singers? <laughs> like all you still hear? Yeah, exactly. You, you can never still see, research. You, never you can still research Millie Vanilli, and you can still play their songs, quote unquote. But where are these fucking people that actually sang this music? There was a documentary that I did watch on that, and they, they actually had the people that actually sang the song, and I, that's the only time I've ever, and I, I can't remember their names for the life of me. You, exactly. Yeah, you, exactly. Actually, you actually did see them, but and I'm sure they weren't even paid for that documentary. They're just like, oh, come on here. You'll, you'll now be famous for your song, but clearly that did not happen. So, yeah, I know. I, I think they're just lost to history. Hey, did you see uh, King Dome's uh, suggestion for segments for our show? I think I like that. You should call yeah. the shocker oh, line, King oh, Dome. A little bit of history with Uncle TD. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that note. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. No, no, no not no, on that note. Never before mind. we close it out. Yeah. Uh, our co-host or our host yeah. that is currently apparently working had enough time to really pay attention to the show. He wanted to clarify... Todd's pick for you of okay. the magnific magnificent oh Mag see it's not <laughs> yeah not, not so easy I need, to throw, I need to throw I need to throw a coin in that jar 
I keep saying Susan magnificent. B. Anthony. Magnificent Seven. <laughs> is it the Todd? Is it the original or the remake? The remake. Denzel. The remake. The Den- I said. Oh, I you, said did, the yeah, Denzel you, did, you did say the Denzel version. Yep, riding on the backs of someone else. Typical Todd. Dillon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that being said, this is Schnozcast for this week for Todd, Bob Rankin, who's not with us, Corey, and myself. Be kind to yourself and each other. Don't steal people's shit. Ah. <laughs>